Boys and girls, welcome back to another thrilling instalment of Franchise Buys Games, your weekly game news podcast, where two men with over 60 plus years playing these goddamn video games sit here and boil a piss off a week's worth of gaming news for your ear holes and to further your learning. That right there is producer of the show, Mr. Nice Guy Johnny. There's no way that's real. That's real? There's no way that was actual Japanese. I feel like um, the impression was that good with skirted all potential racism. (laughs) Strong, (laughs) strong Japanese impression. Nice guy, Johnny. Strong. Well, I am a slippery devil. You are, in fact, the slipperiest of devil. Davos. Yo, slippery Davos. No, go there. And Just go uh, past that uh, one as well. I am titular protagonist, old franchise, the face that runs the place, the uh, the music, Mr. Imagination, Mr. Painfully Average. His Majesty. The His King. Majesty, the King. Um, Johnny, we're not going to have a, a standard show here. Normally we'd go through what we've been playing and look at the week's worth of gaming news. But we've just come off the back of the Sony PlayStation Showcase. We certainly have. Which has rocked the gaming world. So we shall dive in. And for this, we'll call it a special. Mm. We'll just boil the piss clean off that showcase from top to the very bloody bottom. Let's do it. We'll kick it off. The The showcase happened on Thursday the 9th. As of recording this, it's the 11th of September. So it's sunk in. You know. So we've had time to digest, we've had time to watch multiple times, we've had time to look for Easter eggs, boil the piss off the trailers, get in amongst it, do some further reading and whatnot. Uh, so at the top of the show we had Jim Ryan, President and CEO, Mr Jim Ryan himself. He opened proceedings straight into what I thought wasn't going to be topped, because the first announcement was the rumoured Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake. Remake. Yep. From from Asper, the studio Asper. Uh, nice guy, Johnny, you filled me in because Asper was a studio to me that as a man with half of 60 plus years experience <laughs> being a gamer and invested in what is the, the wider industry, Asper is a, is a studio that has flown straight under my radar and you tipped me off that they were responsible for... The iOS port? The iOS port, I believe, of uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Of Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, so among other ports. They've yeah. also worked with, um, for example, uh, Sid Meier's Civilization. They've done stuff that before. So, the, the, that. so they have links into high pedigree studios yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, they know the franchise, obviously, with the, the, the iOS port. Yes. Um, interestingly, uh, acquired by the Embracer Group. The Embracer Group, in case, anybody's, in case anybody's new to this podcast, the Embracer Group, formerly THQ Nordic, is a consortium that was put together uh, in the future by future franchise and nice guy Johnny. <laughs> Our future multiverse selves are the two men who sit at the head of the Embracer Group. And then through you are welcome. <laughs> through time travel, we are now experiencing the fruits of our labour. <laughs> the Embracer Group just keep fucking swinging for the fences. So the acquired Asper, who are a port studio, 
Uh, and you love to see it. I love to see stories like this. There's another one. Um, Toys for Bob. Toys for Bob was... Is it Toys for Bob who did all the remakes of like Crash? Crash Team oh. Racing and stuff like that. <coughs> and then they did such a good job. They were given the reins to make a fully fledged Crash game from, mm-hmm. from, the, yeah. from scratch. And this looks like Asper. Asper are a port studio who have obviously got chops. Uh, done some very successful ports to iOS. The bi- Sadly... The biggest uh, collective of gamers is on iOS, mobile gamers. So if you've played Knights of the Old Republic on your iPad, or I don't know if you could play it on an iPhone, I haven't checked. I know it's on iPad, uh, but you, Asper, the, the, the studio behind that. So a couple of questions. We didn't see a lot. No. We saw Darth Revan, who we discussed off-air. Uh, it's amazing that canonically, Darth Revan is recognised as one of the fucking better. I don't, I don't know what word to use. Not one of the better Sith, but one of the more fleshed out, rounded. You know, yeah, like, like a, no, well articulated and just revered. Revered. He's one of the more revered Siths. Yes. In Star Wars canon. Mm-hmm. And he, he is from the game, Knights of the Old Republic. And so we got the shot of Darth Revan, um, his red lightsaber lighting up that signature mask. Uh, and that was about it. That's all we got. So, so following the showcase, they had a, a bit of few, you know, not really Q&A, but yeah. a little bit of like back and forth. Yeah, yeah. You know, the developers of some of the key um, presentations. Mm-hmm. And one of them, you know, they were talking about this. Um, so the questions were, you know, what what can we expect from it? You know, is it going to be more than just a shiny graphical, you know, remaster? Yeah. In some respect, and it, it's been re- it's a remake through yeah. and through. Um, from the ground up. Very much, you know, they're going to be, you know, looking to enhance it, its look and pay, you know, pay homage homage to also, you know, give it a new presentation yeah. in in this decade of what is available. Yeah, yeah. Um, but whilst. Being very faithful to the original story. Yeah, which is, I mean, you'd have to. You have to, you know, that, that's what's going to happen in terms of if, if you start to mess around with that too yeah, much. Yeah, if you start to fuck around with <clears throat> the law that was established yeah. there. The, the question I've got here is, how much Final Fantasy VII Remake are we about to see here? Well, here's the thing, because talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake, they did mess around with the law as well in that. True. So that we, you know, we've talked about it being more of a reimagining. A re- yeah. I think yeah. this will be more of the kind of remake yeah. type of thing. However, you know, the last the pre the original game very much you know turn based. Yeah. Combat combat style. How is that going to present in the modern day age? I I got I got a feeling we'll see something more like Final Fantasy Seven. Yes. But that is the detail that eludes us all at the moment. Yeah. I don't I don't see this game sticking with turn-based combat. There'll be some element of it there, but as you've mentioned, Final Fantasy VII's, the Final Fantasy VII remake take on turn-based combat, which was, realistically, that was born of Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a total re- reimagining of the combat system. Crisis Core did that very, very well. I, th- I see more of that. Uh, some sort of hybridised free moving turn based almost well look at the way the final fantasy se- final fantasy series games have gone yeah. you know they went they were almost turn based because they had to that was the me- mechanic that kind of 
stuck with to make yeah. it what it was. Want as soon as you could get around and make it a bit more free flowing. That's the direction they went in. It was born of an age, Knights of the Old Republic, and that Final Fantasy Seven. Though that series was born of an age where JRPGs were huge in the West. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was the zeitgeist right then. That turn-based combat was the zeitgeist right then. Uh, so yeah, that we don't know a lot about it other than it is going to be PS Five exclusive for a year. I so a year, yeah. Uh, and then free for all it'll be on all all platforms that year though that year is gonna like nobody who is an xbox gamer nobody who has the option like people who are lucky enough like ourselves Mm -hmm. to have both consoles we're not gonna wait a year to play this game no 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 no. so even though it's not a full ps5 exclusive it is an absolute boon to grab it in the first year when the conversation is at its highest around that game if anything, it's the game that's going to pull non-PS5 owners into buying one to play this game. If they can fucking get all the one. <laughs> if they can get all the one. By, by, I don't know how close this is, by the way. Mm. You know, there was no, no, the teaser was very much a teaser. Yeah, it was Darth Revan, that was um, it. So I don't think this is like on the horizon anytime soon. No. So hopefully you know, short, shortages and stock levels and things and production of the actual hardware will have sorted itself out. A thing of the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, Project Eve. This was the most fucking platinum games ass <laughs> game yes. I have ever seen. If you have played Vanquish, Bayonetta, Nia, uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, if you've played any of those games and you didn't get serious vibes of platinum games, the studio behind them, then I fear you weren't watching the trailer. This game was dripping in that platinum style. Uh, it looked alright, Johnny. It looked like a platinum game, mm-hmm. of which I have enjoyed every single one I've played. Vanquish was a fucking great game. Uh, there was elements of that trailer where you had obviously heavy hack and slash, but some really nice animations uh, showed off some levels of almost when she's like flying down some fucking tube and she's skating down this tube, which was massively reminiscent of the this the rocket-powered slide in, in Vanquish. So, yeah, it was Japanese. I, I, I'm not really into that kind of... Like, I understand the market for Japanese games. However, I am not the target audience mm-hmm. for Japanese games anymore. Uh, I know there is a huge market out there, but it looked very, very good for what it is. Uh, uh, to me, it looked good. It, it was over-the-top in... Yeah. In the way that I'm not interested. I like over-the-top presentation in yeah. games, but not that type. Yeah. That style. That's just me. That's my personal preference. Next up, uh, a Borderlands story, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, the spin-off from Borderlands. So it's, it is born of the DLC for, I want to say it was Borderlands 2 had the DLC, something about dragons, where they did a, a Dungeons & Dragons spin-off mm-hmm. DLC, a very small bit of DLC. Tiny Tina's Wonderland is essentially Tiny Tina is a DM. She's a dungeon master, mm-hmm. and like the trailer showed her with our screen and our dice and our character sheets. So it's it's inject it's it's that Borderlands formula of guns, guns, and guns, lots of guns. It's that Borderlands formula with the added. They've really turned the fucking magic up to like eleven <laughs> to to keep in with that D and D fantasy feel. Um, I'm I'm in. I'm sold. Borderlands has never put out a bad game for me. I've no, always enjoyed Borderlands. Exactly. 
Uh, and this, the different take on it being like a party up game. I mean, Borderlands always was for me. I never played Borderlands solo, but I, actually, I tell a lie. I played Borderlands 3 majority solo because nobody I knew had bought it. Or like, I think Prospect, powerful young James Campbell had bought it and we played for a little bit. But uh, yeah, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, I am in. Uh, I don't think it's going to be like a game of the year contender or anything, but I think for what it is, it's going to be a very, very fun experience. More more Borderlands. More Borderlands with more magic. Uh, Forspoken, the game from uh, Mr... Gary Witter, the guy who wrote Rogue One, and Amy Hennig, who is essentially royalty in the gaming industry. Uh, Amy is behind some of the more prolific, uh, best narrative campaigns mm -hmm. in, in gaming, and it's them two working on it. Now, I wasn't particularly sold... This is just me. I understand this. I wasn't particularly sold on the direction the story went, as in like some girl from Queens gets pulled into a fantasy world. It was just too reminiscent of like a nineties fucking never ending story, fucking labyrinth. Like maybe not labyrinth. That was a little too childish. But like, what's the other one with Idris Elba? Where he's the gunslinger, and that Ooh. kid gets pulled into the different fucking world. Is that the Dark Tower. The Dark Tower. Yeah. Shit like that. Like, it's reminiscent of that type of media. I will say it looked absolutely stunning. Mm -hmm. It, it gave me massive Infamous vibes. I don't know if you played PlayStation yes. exclusive Infamous. It gave us huge Infamous, particularly Second Son, where he was continually learning these abilities, these superpowers. It looks like whatever this thing is on her arm has given her access to more bigger and better powers. It looked stunning. The combat looked great. It sounds like the script and the voice cast, voice acting, like you know, it di it's details. I'm not saying that yes. it, it makes the difference in a game yeah. like this. You know, yeah. it didn't sound blocky or woody. No. So. And to be honest, I think with that writing team behind it, it will be fucking incredible. It, will be, yeah. it really will be. Anyway, that's coming spring, twenty two. And that that's available on PC as well. Uh, you know, I've, I've researched it. Cool, 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 um, cool. So it. it PlayStation have the exclusivity on the console front. I don't know how long for. But yeah. It's certainly, you know, just going back a step, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands will be available across the board. Across the board. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, so again, so in, in this instance, it's a PlayStation 5 exclusive, which is coming spring 2022. Spring 2022. Okay. So, one of the more earlier ones coming. Yeah. Um, Rainbow Six Extraction. Mm -hmm. Now, I am not. I have done a bit of a U-turn on this. Now, Extraction, I could be wrong here, but I believe Extraction was based on the success of Operation Chimera, which was a limited-time event in Rainbow Six. Mm -hmm. I really fucking enjoyed Operation Chimera as a limited-time event. I, I, after that trailer, I just don't think I'm in. It was Rainbow... It was everything that is Rainbow Six Siege... So your little fucking two-wheeled, your little fucking robot things that's flying around with cameras on them. People with sledgehammers to knock walls down. Even to the sound effect of the guy putting the barrier up, it's like, skadish, skadish, skadish. Like that fucking, that roller door mm -hmm. thing. Like all of that was in there. It was just, it almost feels like it was borrowed assets to make a new game that didn't l look any better. Mm -hmm. graphically it didn't appear to look any better than Rainbow Six Siege does right now bear in mind Rainbow Six Siege looks 
far better now than it did when it launched. It's had an entire overhaul. Rainbow Six Siege is just a fucking... It's a unicorn. I, I, I can't explain how that game got from where it is to where, where it was to where it is now. The changes it's gone through and how fucking successful it is is a credit to the team behind it. I just, I'm not sure if Extraction has ticking any boxes for me at all. It's been protracted, hasn't it? It's been delayed. It's, it's had its identity kind of changed. Yes, in terms it of was quarantine at the start, I mean, wasn't it? Obviously, the game hasn't changed, but it's no. just... It's already got some kind of... Meh, behind it. Yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better word or sound yeah, or yeah. feeling. Yeah. And I was talking talking to you offline about, you know, it feels like this, this game is, is a extraction slash quarantine game with a Rainbow Six, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six bolted at the front. Yeah. But then I've had a hard think about it. I can understand it because it's a very much a game you're going to have to play tactically to get the most out of it. Yeah. And again, I don't know how much of a, a whole game based around that. I don't know. No. It's... It's it's I'm I have now climbed back on the fence with this one. I was I'd I'd jumped off. I'd somersaulted off the fence. I was firmly in the extraction camp. Now I have climbed back on the fence. I am awaiting further information before any further fence judgment will be made. <laughs> Alan Wake remaster for the first time on PlayStation. Not exclusive, but no. for the first time on PlayStation, the Alan Wake remaster is coming out October the fifth. Um. Johnny, you put me on Alan Wake. Mm -hmm. You played Alan Wake before I did. I spent some time with Alan Wake. I spent more time with Alan Wake's American Nightmare, which was the Xbox Summer of Games or Summer Arcade, or when Xbox were doing that, Summer of Arcade thing. Alan Wake's American Nightmare was essentially everything Alan Wake was in a smaller, almost, time loop Uh system. I spend far more time with American Nightmare, but I am a fan of Alan Wake. I'm looking forward to seeing what the remaster looks like. It looked good in the trailer. It looked good. I don't know how much it's really going to change. No. I'm being honest, but it's a it's a hell of a game, yeah. and it'll it'll show you control in a completely different light after yeah. you played it. This is the thing that I absolutely fucking love about Remedy, the studio behind Alan Wake and behind more recently Quantum Break and then Control. It seems as though they are setting up a remedy verse. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I can describe it. So Alan Wake exists within control. And then when you look back at the story of Alan Wake, it's like, hang on a minute, of course that fits in with of control. Course, yeah. Of course it does. But do we see when control two comes out, do we possibly see more of a crossover? Do we see uh, the director from control appearing in, in an Alan Wake sequel, which you have to think at this point. If we've got to the point where Remedy are bringing Alan Wake back in control, we are remastering Alan Wake. Let me tell you the last few remasters that I can think of. Resident Evil 2, when we saw uh, new installments in Resident Evil. Crash Bandicoot, we've seen new Crash Bandicoots. Um, I mean, there is a couple of examples like, I don't know, Shadow of the Colossus clearly didn't get a sequel, but it didn't need one. If a game could have a sequel... We've seen a remaster of the classic. Yes. First. First, yes. Alan Wake appearing in Control, now getting a remaster. Do we see Alan Wake come back in a true Alan Wake 2? And what level of crossover do we see there? How big does this Remedy verse get? Do we see the guy from Quantum Break featuring in Control? Does he become a fucking, I don't know. Um, I didn't finish Quantum Break, so I don't know if he's dead. <laughs> so like that could that could answer this for us. But do we see him 
as an unwitting antagonist in a in a control two because of the level of power he ended up I getting. Mean, the, will it be a control two? I'm thinking could it be something like split? You know, M like Shadow. Yeah, yeah, becomes, yeah. You know, you've had you've had uh, a glass, sorry, which kind of tied yeah. everything up from split and then unbreakable. Unbreakable. Yeah. So it's like. What's a good? It's going to be a new game. Yeah. But pulling the elements in. Pulling everybody in. And it might have like a completely new protagonist with their own story to kind of fill up. Yeah. But it's going to have the director. But like the bureau, involved, the bureau involved. Alan Wake's involved. Just, yeah. It's, it's almost could. It could be that kind of. If it's if they're if they're keen on universe building, that's if, how I feel. It could if go. they have a Kevin Feige. Yeah. Working at Remedy, this could be a very exciting thing for the game industry. Um, yeah, Alan Wake Remaster October 5th. Will you replay that, Johnny? Potentially. There's, 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 there's potential. potential. I mean, there's potential. Right, there's, we've noticed that it's starting to creep up mm -hmm. and stuff coming out. Yeah. Um, things are, get, are closer than we, we give them credit for. I, I mean, well, we've such a lull. We can get into that now if you want. Um, Deathloop does appear further in this breakdown, but Deathloop's out next week. Yep, Tuesday. 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 <laughs> okay, gaming release days now. There's... there's, there's Used to be a Friday. <laughs> Friday, then it went to Tuesday, and now we've had games released on fucking Mondays. So we've got Deathloop, and also um, Far Cry 6 is like literally around the corner, and I thought that got pushed back like in the next year. Well, it was originally supposed to be February of this year. Did Far Cry 6 not get delayed in the next year? I thought, yeah. We'll move on. Anyway, GTA 5, again. March, again. March 22. The GTA 5 32nd release <laughs> on the 6th generation of console yeah. at this point. And still no sign of GTA 6, but they are fucking getting their money's worth out of GTA 5. It's coming out with more seamless switching of characters, better resolutions, better frame rates. Uh, for, I don't know, just more GTA 5. More GTA 5. I've never, I've never known a game that has spanned so many gen nah. generations. Xbox... Xbox three, uh, sorry, Xbox three sixty, Xbox One, uh, it got yeah. a release for the Xbox One X with some fucking enhancements. Did it? Did it come out enhanced? Oh, I don't know. And then it got more enhancements for now. It's getting more enhancements on the, on another generation. I don't fucking know. Ghostwire Tokyo. Um. Uh, original plethora of enemies, like Slenderman features heavily. Some creepy Japanese-looking woman with shears. Like a lot of the antagonists, look terrifying, mm -hmm. and I like the art style. It looks as though the main antagonist got some sort of demon mask, what you would associate with like feudal Japan. Um, I don't know what this game is. I don't know what this game is either. I don't know what this fucking game is. Uh, I I did say at the time it had control vibes, mm -hmm. this supernatural element. Yep. Um, but fucking uh, yeah fucked if I know Johnny because this game it didn't look like it looked like everything he did was almost like um, you know in The Witcher you know every now and again when you play in The Witcher and you get the option to influence somebody and it goes and it shows you his hand yeah. and he does like a weird thingy with his hands yeah. to do like a help cast a spell almost uh -huh. every action in this game bar one which looked like a whip looked like he was just doing motions with his hands to do something it didn't look like there was any no gun combat no melee combat mm -hmm. it was all gesture based Proje maybe projectiles maybe yeah. melee I don't I don't little know what bit, this game is a little bit Doctor Strange like yeah 
Yeah. I a little bit Doctor a, a lot Doctor Strange now that you've said that. That's a great mm. shout. Um, it looks fucking. It looks like I want to play it. I just don't know what I what it is I'll be playing or at when this point. Still or no when? Still no window attached to that. Uh, the first of the Marvel games from the Marvel game universe, the MGU, as I coined it many mm-hmm. weeks back. The first Marvel game, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. We got more story details. The Universal Church of Truth, mm-hmm. some sort of space cult. Uh, it, it had more of that Guardians humour. Uh, there was some gameplay, but a lot of it was sort of story building in the trailer, mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah. Not a lot of open gameplay. Not a lot, no. But We saw more of it when they kind of announced the thing yeah. last time. We saw a lot of, quite a lot of gameplay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm in, I'm in. I'm in. It looks to me like we are now officially out of that era where superhero games were just dog shit tie-ins that they didn't yeah. put a lot into it. And the Arkham series is arguably the one that led the charge yeah. well, with an original yeah. game universe. This is a game universe that we can yeah. create, like the law, well, not create, but this is our interpretation of. Yeah. Spider-Man 2 was obviously a class game uh-huh. on PlayStation 2 back in the day yeah. with like Doctor Octopus and whatnot. I think and that's then, the only one with a movie tie-in that's done well. Yeah. But there's been... I mean, there has been some other, I will call good Spider-Man games, but none, no great ones after Spider-Man 2. Between Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man, yeah. the, the Insomniac game Spider-Man, there wasn't any other great Spider-Man games. No. There's some good ones, but not great Good, ones. but not great. Um, and now I think we are firmly past that point. Mm-hmm. Now we have studios who are more than capable who have been given almost free reign to create their own original takes on these established well, characters. It's interesting what Marvel have done, which is effectively what Disney have done Yeah. now, because Disney, yeah, Disney yeah. owned Marvel. And that's what they've just done. Obviously, this was the vision for Marvel games, you know, right? This studio over here is going to make this game. Yeah. This studio over here is going to make this game. Yeah. Interesting that now that's the way the Star Wars things going yeah yeah rather than having an exclusive yeah partner. now that the ea deal is is yeah. all but done the same thing will be you know star wars so it, it's it's serving marvel well it's the, the you, hot, you did you said this right credit to you here you said this on an episode way back you said that disney or whoever at disney is in charge of allocating the games mm-hmm. you said they would take advantage of a studio which was the stand out in its field yes and you they would make a star wars slash marvel game in their wheelhouse yeah and we see that with fire axis mm-hmm. and midnight suns yep and it's an original take on it and it doesn't tie in with anything so they can do whatever the fuck they want they can make their subtle iteration changes to costumes maybe don't touch the law too much but it's their interpretation of that character yep and Midnight Suns by Firaxis is a perfect example of that. And you yeah. called that fucking months ago at this point, so uh, GG's. But Guardians of the Galaxy looking very good. Uh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Look, to be fair, I'm looking forward to every Marvel game at the minute, yeah. of which we will discuss a couple more um, very shortly. This one came out of fucking nowhere. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt 
It is a free-to-play battle royale game set in the Vampire the Masquerade universe. Vampire the Masquerade, we've discussed at great length in, in recent months mm -hmm. because of Vampire the Masquerade 2, which has been delayed and delayed and delayed. And then the fucking studio has got the project took off the bus or something. Yeah, so it's... It, uh... That, that game's in fucking... We don't know what is going on. That is in limbo right now. Yeah. Vampire the Masquerade 2 is in limbo. However, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, we don't have a lot of 2021 left. And this free-to-play Battle Royale is coming out in 2021. So. And it's four different clans of vampires from the Masquerade universe. And obviously each clan has a set of abilities not unlike Apex or Overwatch, if you pick a class, that class has abilities that only that class has to suit your playstyle. And it's a battle royal in the city, just in, uh, I think it's set in Poland or Prague. Ooh, One of the two, I can't remember. Well, I know, obviously Prague's in Poland. Prague. Right, Prague's in the Czech. Republic. Prague, that's right, I. But they're next door to each other. Yeah. Right. Geography with franchise. <laughs> da -da 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 -da. The um yeah, so you're gonna be running around I think it's Prague. Or their version of Prague. And Battle Royale. More Battle Royale. It looked very good. It looked very good. Uh, I'll give I'll definitely be giving that a try because it's free, so player. why not? Yeah, give it a try, give it a run out. Death <clears throat> Death Loop. I was <laughs> vocal about how much I didn't like the look. Of mm -hmm. Deathloop, I thought it looked unpolished. I thought it looked unfinished. I think there has been a level of polish added. The trailer that we got, the down the rabbit hole trailer, uh, looked a lot better than every other bit of Deathloop I've seen so far. You see, I I liked the unfinished aesthetic. So if anything, it's gone beyond what because I I liked that kind of rough around the rough edges, around the edges thing. Um, the problem for me was. I was a huge fan of Dishonored and Dishonored 2, yeah, which yeah. was highly it was polished. Highly polished, I agree. I so agree. when I saw that style, that is a that is an art style that is signature to that studio, mm -hmm. and it, it was almost dumbed down. And I don't know if it was because I was so in love with Dishonored mm -hmm. when it was originally released that I was a little bit like, oh, you've if you're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly. No, Did, I, I can agree. I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, out next week, anyway. Out, yeah, out next yeah. week. So. Snuck up on us, that one. I, I, I thought this had been a delayed October as well. You know, Maybe it's just my, my brain at the moment, getting used to games just being... Delayed. Delayed again. Yeah. And delayed and pushed by weeks and months. I uh, No, I'm the same. I'm the same. I, I didn't think Deathloop was this close. Uh, Kid Amnesia. So this one's in your wheelhouse, Johnny. You know more about this than me. So the Radiohead game? So, well, what is it? We don't know what it is, really. Yeah. It's an exhibition. Right. That's you know, in partnership between Radiohead and their Kid A album. Okay. Um, and Epic Games. Yeah. Um, for this Kid kid Amnesia. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it's exhibition. Not... Um, I guess we'll find out when that comes. Is it going to lead into something else? Is it going to be... I can see it's been some sort of interactive... Exhibition, yeah, but it's it's basically Radiohead pushing the art form forward, which they've always done. Yes, and you know, where where you're gonna get your fans now in terms of you've made your you know records for people to listen to, you've gone and toured, you played Glastonbury, you've done all this thing. Yeah, yeah. You've you've 
recorded albums and then given it away or you know you pay us what you think it's worth yeah yeah they've always experimented and pushed the boundary that way yeah. where's the next medium that's taken yeah you know the figures more than i do in, in terms of what the I gaming industry do. does i certainly do 179 billion if you are going to attract and uh, reach out to more fans and new fans this is the arena to do it in yeah so there we go yeah i, I mean i can't imagine they're going to charge for this I don't think so. I think I think it'll be some sort. It'll lead. It might lead to something else. Do you know what? It, do you know what it reminds me of? Do you know when PSVR came out, and then all of a sudden we got these little projects for PSVR that were like, the name of some of them slips my mind right now. But there was like a chain smokers interactive PSVR experience, and it was the chain smokers songs with this visual showcase to go alongside it and you were in VR so you experienced it in this whole new way or like the fucking David Attenborough stuff yeah. that's available uh, for PSVR and it, it's it's shown you all the glory and high polish of a David Attenborough documentary but you are in it because you're mm. in VR this thing smacks of that and Radiohead obviously being prolific at making music uh, iconic at making music I would rather have experienced that in a VR space, depending on what they're going to do to it, to like be fully immersive. Mm-hmm. But it just smacks of one of them. Mm-hmm. And but I think there'll be more of them, like with different you know, bands will be using the medium Yeah. to their advantage. Yeah. Uh, following that, we went into Chia, I believe it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like a fucking... Now I've got a five-year-old niece... And a, like a three, four year old nephew, and they watched some shite <laughs> on on the fucking YouTube, on the telly, on all his kids' channels. This game looked exactly like thirty seven other kids' shows that I've already been subjected to through my adorable niece and nephew. But it was almost like I don't. This game seemed like a little bit of a world builder, not on like a Minecraft, right? But in order to unlock everything, she's got this weird eye. And this weird eye, she can just get inside stuff with a weird eye. So I... Do you know <laughs> what I mean? I saw her getting a, I saw her getting a seagull. Then I saw her getting a crab. And it was like, you had to use these different animals, some land, some air, some sea, to unlock certain things to progress yeah, your... So I... It, to me, it was almost like a. It, it's it's just a different take on exploration. It's trip advising yeah. in, tri- in in a yeah. childlike way. Ah, I you've nailed that. And you know, again, I don't think there's games for us, but I appreciate what they're trying to do. Yeah. And you know, this is for people, people like your nieces and nephews who want you know, who t- to be honest could probably click with a game yeah. like this a lot faster now than we have, have had to learn. Yeah, yeah. To. And you know, it just give it's a it's a bicycle for the mind type of thing. Quote, bicycle for the mind to quote, to quote Steve Jobs in that kind of sense you know yeah. what, what can this what can this inspire or get kids to think about you know what I mean yeah I don't know that, that's the kind of vibe I was getting it, like, it might on the surface look childlike but how exploratory and uh, educational can it be yeah Cause no, it's, I get it's, that. it's inspired by the territory New Caledonia yes um, which I think is a French territory in the South Pacific Polyna- Polynesian islands. Yes, yes, that's what. And so it, it's kind of it's obviously someone. You know, it, yeah. This is a game that's going to teach you and you know get you one with nature. It yeah. Looks like. It. Do you know what it is? It's it is. It, it, it's gonna. It's gonna. 
in the game space, it's going to do what Moana did in the film space. Yeah. It's going to take the rich cultural heritage of, in this instance, New Caledonia, the Polynesian Islands, all of the cultural importance that they have, not unlike Moana with the fucking, like, Hawaii and, like, that kind of, the gods of the sea and stuff like that. It's going to be that. It's going to be New Caledonian, so it's going to be dripping with tribal references to the Polynesian tribes. It's going to be dripping with wildlife that maybe just are... But I, I think it's going to be more of a, of a kind of wildlife and nature thing because it was a bit in the, in the trailer or yeah. in the showcase that looked like it was a indi- like an industrial plant. Yeah. The smoke in the air. And yeah. They seem to be the antagonists of the yeah, yeah. So I think it's going to be a... The oil companies. It'll have an agenda in that sense and yeah. going after kids to influence it. So it could be quite insidious in some way. <laughs> <laughs> really. You adorable insidious bastard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Next up, we had... So, at this point, um, this was the last announcement before we saw Herman Holtz come in with the actual exclusives from the PlayStation Studios. Um, Uncharted, A Thieves' End and Lost Legacy coming to PS5 and PC. Um, you said this best. I'll let you take this <clears> one. I'm all for playing like the best like classic games again on the PS5. Yeah. For how it looks like. But we have access to these. These have been part and parcel of like the whole... PlayStation Collection. The package yeah. of the PlayStation Collection. You've got access to these games. My understanding, a lot of them, apart from Bloodborne, <laughs> have had upgrades. You know, yeah. So you can play at 60 frames per second. Yeah. Some graphical fidelity improvements. So yeah. They've almost been semi-remastered anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Remastered light. A diet remaster. Yeah, so to me, how much is this going to play better? And you know, It might look a little better. Or like... It would have to look absolutely stunning, but it won't because it's been developed for the PS4 yeah. and ported up. It's still a port up. Yes. It's a money-making opportunity. It's a money grab, and I, 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 I don't see how much better this game is going to be than the Uncharted... Uncharted Thief's End is available in the PlayStation Collection, am I right? Yes. How much better is this version for PS5 going to be than the version you can already download and play on your PS5? Yeah. Is it going to be £70 better? It can't be. No. But this game has to come out at like 30 quid. What? It has to. If it's, going to. if it's going to sell, it has to come out at 30 quid. Okay. And it's looking at Uncharted fans. It has to. If this comes out at 70 quid, it's a fucking dead duck. Yeah. Watch it. Just watch it. Do you reckon it's going to do numbers like? 50 or 70. Yeah. Aye. Yeah, you're not wrong. This is PlayStation we're talking about. But that is... I see it... This was the last one before Herman came out with the true PS5 exclusives because that one's available PS5 and PC, but also already playable on PS4. You know what? It's the whole, you know, we believe in generations, clearly. You know, you yeah. Know, you know what? We're going to charge you again to... To play this. To get the full full credit for it. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like... I don't know. Just no, I'll not, be, uh, I'll not be getting on board with that. Um, Herman, Herman Holst then came out with a little bit of a, a preamble on just what a bloody great guy he is. <laughs> I've got a lot of time for Herman Hulst, like I have, I've got a lot of time for I, him. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, so far, the, the, up the, and from this point, you know, I would say the, the showcase was very slick, very, very, very slick. impactful. Yeah. You know, it didn't, wa- it was very efficient and didn't waste any time and what it was, there was 
not filling little stuff in between no. the things. It was well done. It was yeah. it was succinct to the point and delivered. And then Herman yeah. came on to do his bit. Herman came on, um, essentially, and now like, he came on as for the with the preamble for the PlayStation Studios PS Five exclusives. Yes. The first of which, as if Insomniac aren't busy enough. Closing the title. <laughs> I don't know how many fucking... I need to look at how many studios Insomniac have got, right? But Insomniac, with the second Marvel game on the slate, uh, out of fucking nowhere. nowhere. Wolverine? Wolverine, yeah. Wolverine's getting his own game. Now, Wolverine hasn't had a game for a while. Wolverine did have a few. And I played them both back on, I want to say, the Xbox, maybe PS2? Those Wolverine games where, like, you were essentially the hunter and you could go into hunt mode and smell people and stuff. <laughs> and you could, like, chase them up and that. So Wolverine has had games, his own games in the past. However, they were all right. They weren't great. Otherwise, I'd remember a lot more about yes. them. If they were fucking great, I'd have remembered a lot more about them. One game I really enjoyed playing, the last great Wolverine game I played, or played as Wolverine, Lego. Lego? Lego, um, Marvel, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That, true. Um, I don't think there's been a bad Lego game yet. No, no. Uh, but yeah, we had a very, very small teaser. And do you know this? This is the Wolverine game I want. That teaser, and I could be wrong because it was a teaser, but that teaser said to me, the, the picture that painted for me wasn't Wolverine wearing a yellow X-Men suit. No. It was Wolverine like we saw in fucking Logan. Like it's, it's almost like it, it didn't look as far as old man Logan. No, it didn't. No. But it was going in that direction yeah. very much so. He's in a bar. He's wearing a plaid shirt and a fucking cowboy hat. Like, he's in a bar. The it's, bar's it's been... like the beginning of the Wolverine. Yeah. Aye. He's got the bar turned upside down. Some guy gets up, whips a knife out, and he's sitting at the bar. He sees a whiskey off. You don't know it's him at this point. It's just a guy in a plaid shirt. Can't see if that signature Wolverine hair. You can't see because he's wearing the hat. And then you see he's battered knuckles because obviously he's been fighting yeah. every fucker in the bar. And then just in a split second, the, shing, the fucking three blades come out. I mean, if you're going to do a teaser of Wolverine, that's, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's but how you do it. The whole vibe bit of violence, the bar fight, the whiskey drinking, the the bloodied knuckles. And like when you saw his forearm, it was a grizzled forearm. Mm -hmm. It was. It was the more... It, sorry, it was the less campy X-Men yellow and blue suit. Yeah. It was more... This was hard-hitting. And that's exactly the kind of Wolverine game I want. I want to play a Wolverine game that hits me emotionally as hard as The Last of Us. Yeah, very good point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Because the stories to be told with Wolverine, mm -hmm. the, the fucker can't die. There are stories to be told of loves and losses and just painful choices. And just think of like the backstory of the law that you're about to dig yeah. around in the game. Fuck. So. And then, look, we've seen Insomniac already do Spider-Man yep. and do Miles Morales yep. and we've seen their take on key characters in that universe as we've constantly said the Marvel game universe is able to take some creative license with characters yes we've seen what they've done with Spider-Man villains 
and how they've changed them up, where, where being true to the character, but they've put their own spin on it. Mm-hmm. How many of the characters from the X-Men universe or extended universe do we see? Well, who's going to be the antagonist? Antagonist? Antagonist. Oh, and who with your antagonising, are you? (laughs) You antagonising little bastard. (laughs) Yeah, um, I look really fucking... For a teaser, that's exactly what I needed. That's how you do a teaser. Them three claws at the end. Absolutely fucking exceptional. Gran Turismo 7, I'll let you talk about this one, because if it's not Mario Kart, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) It's the real driving simulator, and boy, does this look deep. Mm. Stunningly beautiful, yes. Yeah. Stunningly beautiful, but it's it's a, it's a sim. It's 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 probably going to be far too. In de- I, like GTA one, two, and three were far in depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like I didn't get out of it what the developers had put in. Yeah, it was wasted on me in that time. I am very much of a arcadey style driving game. Yeah, definitely. Forza. Well, Forza. Even, Rising, for- yeah. even yeah. Forza is more of a sim. Yeah, really. yeah. So. The, the takeaway from me from GTA, GTA 7, GTA 7, fucking hell, we're still playing 72 <laughs> iterations of GTA 5 and I'm out here playing GTA 7. G, Gran Turismo 7, uh, the takeaway from me was that it looked absolutely fucking stunning. The one thing that really blew me fucking dick off was the photo mode was not even an in-game thing. The photo itself. mode was a game in itself. It was just like, right... Pick a location from somewhere in the world. Okay. Now pick a part of that part. It, do you want cliffs, trees, bridges? All right. Now pick your favourite car. Right. Now put it in that picture, wherever you want it. And then adjust motion blur, fucking shadows, lighting. You create a photo that doesn't exist. And you never played <laughs> slash captured through your standard photo mode. Yep. You create a photo. Is it, is it create a Photoshop? <laughs> it's Photoshop in a game. Gran Turismo 7 Photoshop. Yeah, but like I say, I'm not a big driver and fan outside of Mario Kart. We know this. I, we don't need to flog this dead horse. Gran Turismo 7 is one of the few games I will not be buying. The second instalment... For, sorry. Is this the third Insomniac? Is this the third Insomniac we had? No, the third Marvel. Third Marvel, yeah. Third Marvel, second Insomniac. So, um, we've already had the Wolverine teaser, and then Insomniac come out swinging with the confirmation that Spider-Man 2 exists. Yep, it exists. It is <clears throat> real. It is Peter Parker and Miles Morales. They haven't just written out Peter Parker, following on the success of Miles Morales, the, the add-on. I call it an add-on because there's no way that's a full fucking game. <laughs> We've got Peter Parker back. We've got Miles Morales. The two appear to be working together. What that looks like in-game, I don't know. Oh, yeah. We discussed this. You said, is it going to be like Arkham? Yeah. With the Batman-Catwoman sort of switch Opportunities for like switch-ups to do certain missions. You've got to be one of the... One of the, one other. Of the other. Yeah. Uh, the, the massive reveal from the thing, clearly. Um, and I think a lot of people overlooked... The Russian voice mm-hmm. yep. of what you thought was going to be the lead antagonist until Venom is revealed at the end of the trailer. Um, I don't know if we want to get into spoiler territory here for anybody. I mean, when did when did Spider Man come out? PS Four Spider Man, twenty eighteen, came out the same year as God of War, didn't it? Could be twenty eighteen. I'm sure it came out the same year as God of War. Let's go into my games list here because I've got games list. 
Spider-Man was the 7th of September, 2018. Cool. So it was, it was the same year, God of War. Yeah. So 2018, Spider-Man, is that enough time passed for me to discuss the end credits scene, the bonus scene? Right. Spoiler alert, people. Skip ahead. What? Skip ahead Five by... Or something. No, let's skip ahead by a minute if you don't want to hear spoilers. Okay, if you're still here and you don't care about spoilers, we saw the symbiote at the end of Spider-Man 1 in the post-credits. Mm-hmm. So we knew this was coming. And it, the symbiote looks as though it's going to have something to do with Harry Osborn. Is Harry Osborn Venom? We don't know. We're going to just stop talking about that spoiler now. We will say Venom is in the game. Uh, however, I want to get into that Russian voice that people seem to be overlooking because Venom. Yeah, it, it kind of... That's all we're focusing about. Yeah. Focusing on. Why would you not? Venom is yeah. one of the greatest villains. Anti-hero, really. He's an anti-hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not a full villain. But we saw Venom. We know Venom's going to be in it. However, the Russian voice... I suspect at this point is Craven the Hunter. Good shout, sir. Sergi, his name's Sergi something. I can't remember what his fucking surname is. But Craven the Hunter is a Spider-Man villain who is like looking for the ultimate challenge. He he hunts things that nobody else can hunt, and he kills them things. And the whole preamble, that whole Russian spiel, was him talking about how I want to fight the best. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm right, and this thing is Craven the Hunter. Is Craven hunting Spider-Man and Miles Morales, or is Craven hunting Venom? So Venom and Craven are fighting each other, and they're just tearing a city apart while doing it. And Spider-Man and Miles Morales are trying to stop. So I'm going to throw the other thing into this. Go for it. Go for it. In that is Venom, because you have hit on him that he's the anti-hero. Yeah. Is he not a third playable character? Oh shit, son! At the end, when you see Venom's face, and then it fades to black, it fades to black suit Spider-Man, is what it fades to. It fades to the black background with the white spider on it. Is, is this game paying homage to one of the greatest Spider-Man games of all time, Maximum Carnage, yeah. where Spider-Man and Venom were both playable characters as heroes yeah. fighting Carnage? Is Craven the Hunter? Are they gonna do Craven so fucking well that he is the ultimate hunter and he is actually fucking hell? He could kill Spider Man if he wanted, or he could kill Venom if he wanted. Like that's how good he is. Are they gonna really do Craven justice? You know they did Mister Negative in Spider Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Like he was such a fucking C class villain. Uh huh. And then they did him like elevate him. Aye, yeah. they took him to places that. But this this is the thing. I think I think that <coughs> this is where you can have your more original takes and stuff, and you, yeah. you give it because like you're not influenced by any movie version of the character or yeah. like previous game version of the character. So going for like Mister Negative here. Yeah. I don't think there's Craven been in any games as a full on uh, well rounded. <laughs> Well-rounded, no, so absolutely not. It's an opportunity there to go, right? I'm going to... Yeah. 
pick him and then I'm gonna do what I, I'm gonna do to Craven what I did to Mr. You Negative. Know, he didn't get the run out he deserved here. I'm gonna make him a. I'm gonna make him a star. That, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So. No, I get that. Like I get that. I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It might not be Craven. It just everything about it screams uh, Craven the Hunter. I think me. that's a hell of a shout. So. Everything about it. Um, and the final game that we saw. So uh, Spider-Man 2 confirmed for 2023 at this yes. point. Um, the final game, God of War Ragnarok. Mm. Uh, Ragnar- I think this is the first time we've actually had the official title of God of War Ragnarok. Yep. And it looks as though this game is set a couple of years after the events of God of War 2018 because uh, Atreus is older, he's taller, his voice is a little bit older. He's more he's, moody. He's got them teenage strops. Yeah. Uh, thoughts? <coughs> um, I'm excited for a continuation of it, which is very yeah. much a continuation of what the last one was. They have confirmed also, I'll just jump in there, they have confirmed that this isn't going to be a trilogy. It's not. That, yeah, it's a, it's the end. It's finishing it off. Yeah. I mean, with Ragnarok, you have to think that that's, that's it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting that it's not a trilogy. You know, they're yeah. tying it up in two games, which I give them credit for. They've got they've obviously storyboarded this. Yes. Um and thought, like I think, like wasn't there rumors or something that it was actually all ready to begin the game, and they kind of said, no, we'll stop it here. You know, that's enough. Yeah. And then continue and finish it off in the second game rather finish than it in another one. shoehorn it into one. Yeah, that would make sense because there were in God of War. When you're in sort of what you would call the central hub mm-hmm. that led to other worlds. There were realms that you could There were go realms to. you could not go to. Yeah. So this game is obviously opening up those realms. Yeah. So it is very much a continuation. It's the world you've been in before. And you will see more realms. Uh, Ragnarok's bringing with it, obviously, the winter. And then uh, war among all the clans. Yeah. And then... Do we see? I, I don't know what level we get to see Ragnarok at. That's not really what we're here to talk about, but I'm going to go out on a limb here with a mild criticism. And I will say this that God of War was my game of the year. I yeah, absolutely I fucking love God of War. It is a 10 out of 10, and I will champion God of War Ragnarok. But this game didn't look like it was a PS5 game. This game looked no better than the PS4 game, no. which looked phenomenal, looks by the phenomenal. way. Yeah. Um, and I don't want I don't want to potentially put that down as a criticism. I want to maybe see it's uh, an observation. Let's say it's, an observation you know that what? it it yeah. looks very much like the cream of the crop PS4 games, like its predecessor. Do you know what it is? And I this yeah. this is. The one reason why I was thinking it was going to come out sooner than we thought, yeah, because I thought it's hot. I think it's half finished. It was already maybe on done the, on the on the previous. Yeah. Um, By the time they went gold on God of War, most of God of War Two was finished. Yeah, That's just just in the fact that I think they'd already you know planned it out, and obviously the pandemic messed everything up, and they had to throw some other things. Yeah, yeah. What you call it, and then you got to do it right, and then kind of it gets to a point when it's been that long. Take the Arkham series, yeah. for example. You know, things elevated. You got, you know, how do you expand on that? You've already got some serious tech. How do you expand on that before yeah. it becomes ridiculously o- yeah, yeah. OP? Yeah. Things like that. And so I think this is going to be very much based on story. 
yeah. and continuing on from that. It'll be interesting which character develops more. Like, you know how creators, you, you get you, you build up, you know, you, you've got Leviathan Axe. Yeah. You then build up, um, well, the, the Chaos Blades. The, the Blades of Olympus. Blades of Olympus. So it's kind of like pulling that back. So there's, yeah. there's two routes now. It's like, how more powered can Kratos get in the Norse yeah. area? Or is it going to be Atreus slash spoilers? Um, no, I don't think so. I think it's well known at this point. Okay, but if you he saw, said it, he, he said it in the trailer. Atreus slash Loki. Is he going to start getting more? Like, are the upgrades going to be more associated with him? Yeah. And that'll be that'll be good because that pushes the father son storyline yeah. a little bit. Does the next God yeah. of War game actually is Kratos not even in it? Is this a Loki story? Does the spin off into a trilogy of Loki games? It's, it's interesting. Who knows? Who but knows? like I, I agree with you. It's it's very much a continuation of. Yeah. It's. It's right. Unf- I mean, it's right down to right down to the animation of jumping in the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, and I will have to play God of War again because I don't know if this is the Star Fox paradox, but I seem to think that could have just been in twenty eighteen's God of War that animation of jumping in the boat, and that's not a bad. I don't want to say it's a bad thing. Because God of War 2018 is a 10 out of 10. It is a 15 out of 10. It is a 20 out of 10 game. <laughs> I just... I don't know. It, it's not a criticism. It's an observation. I want to just level that I, now. I, I, I'm going back to my stock phrases. We're still talking about early cycle, early games yeah. in this generation cycle. Yeah. It was clearly developed on... It's coming out for PS4. It is coming out for PS4. So it was clearly developed for that system. Yeah. It's going to have some tweaks and perks that allow it to play better on Possibly like frame rate or loading. But in some respect, like how Xbox said, games will play better. It's yeah. for both things, but will play better on yeah. PS5. Uh, Series X and S. Yeah, yeah. They haven't, PlayStation never said that, but I think that's clearly the case yeah, in yeah. a sense Yeah. for this game. It will play on PS4, it will play better on PS5, but it's not a game designed fully for the PS5. power of the PS5. Yeah. But look, I mean, it's going to be fucking excellent anyway. Um, Story wise, I, 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 it's and the fact that they've like going for two games to round it off just means they're being very. You yeah. Know, we have a story. We're going to finish it. Yeah, we have a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. What I liked, I think, is a really nice touch, is that the trailer sort of led up to they knew Ragnarok was coming, and they were going to try and do something to either stop Ragnarok or get involved somehow. Mm-hmm. And the way in which they do that is to free Tia who is the Norse god of war. Yeah. So we've already seen Kratos kill the Olympian god of war and mm-hmm. become the Olympian god of war. In, yeah. the god, in the original god of war trilogy, Kratos becomes the god of war by killing the god of war. And I can't remember what his name is. Ares? Is it Ares? Yeah, I think it might be Ares. He fights and kills him and becomes the god of war. Then he moves into an entirely different mythology where there is another god of war Tear, and there is a moment where Kratos and Tear face off against each other. Two, like the undisputed title <laughs> on the line. Do you know what I mean? Who is the god of war across all mythologies? But then it makes you think about where they're going to go next. Which mythology? Um, it's just going to be Kratos versus Ares versus Tear versus uh, Donald Trump. He's going back <laughs> for the true title of God okay. of War. Okay, okay, China. <laughs> Hey, there's a shout. 
Chinese. Chinese mythology. I don't know enough about it. Well, exactly. Right for the picking. The other thing about these games Egyptian. is fucking educational. Egyptian is the only other place yeah. I would say them going because the Egyptian law That's is fucking massive, but that predates Norse and um, ancient Greek mythology, I believe. Ah, you're gonna, he's going to fight Jesus next to me. He's just going <laughs> to fucking Kratos versus the 12 disciples. Just to get to Jesus, he's got to kick 12 <laughs> disciples all over. No, it looked amazing. I love the fact that uh, Tia... The, the, that element of the two god of wars being face to face Odin is going to be he's going to be in it yeah. he's going to be in it Thor is going to be in it we saw Thor uh, he's being played by Ryan what's his face o- uh, Opie from Sons of Anarchy he's the yoga guy now man what's he called Rambo Donkey Kong on Instagram Ryan oh I can't remember, but he plays Thor. Uh, we saw Mjolnir. He pulled the cloak back to reveal Mjolnir. Ryan Hurst. He revealed Mjolnir. We know there is going to be a Mjolnir in this game. Does, does Kratos lose the Leviathan Axe but gain yeah. Mjolnir? Do you know what I mean? Massive questions to be asked. Man, this game's going to be fucking incredible. I ju- I'm ju- just as an observation, it looks far too similar to its predecessor and I, that might just be me wanting my sequels which are years removed to have a little bit better polish but how do you get better polish than 2018's God of War I don't understand I, I don't know where I'm at I think take the whole pandemic out of this yeah we'd have the game by now do you reckon yeah aye maybe you might be right there you might be right uh, but that was it that was it. We rounded off with the God of War trailer. Johnny, overall thoughts? How happy are you with that showcase? Overall thoughts? I thought it was very powerful. It kind of they, they came back swinging to remind, you know, we have, you know, Xbox don't have all these, yes, they have all these new exclusives coming from the studios they've acquired. Yeah. It's like just reminding people of like, you know, we've, we've been the king of exclusives for the, the, the past. Yeah, yeah. You know, our seasoned um, studios are developing games that you want to play, including the sequels you want. Yeah. Um, it was very much fan service. I think they kind of... Here's my only criticism. You know, there's a lot of things coming back on, saying hit the nail out of the park, reminds us how much you know, Xbox had to catch up. I'm just like, apart from Wolverine, in the PlayStation Studios bit, yeah. there was nothing else in there. That was, I was very excited to see everything that, that happened. Yeah. There was nothing that I didn't expect. Yeah. I expected Spider-Man 2 at some point. I yeah. knew God of War, God of War 2... Um, Ragnarok was coming. Yeah. Um, no GTs coming. Yeah. Uh, so you know the, it was, it was nice to see the status of them, mm-hmm. but it was nothing new. Wolverine. Yeah. Very very new. That thirty seconds of Wolverine. And the same like and the ones before you know, it, things that they've got wins on you know Knights of the Old Republic. Yes. Um, the Forspoken one. Yeah. That's out what, earlier than some of the other games, yes. so it's, that, yeah, it's yeah. almost like pu- pushing that as a stopgap. But I don't know. We don't know what really that is. No, no, um, no. I, it, slick presentation done really well to the point. Um, not a lot of games coming soon. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same same story. Like I, I, one of the lads texted the other day saying, "Right, I'm getting a PS Five. Have you seen the games coming?" I'm like, "Yeah, but not for a while." Yeah, you and don't. He went, and he you went don't the same need as Xbox, one, and I went, "I know." 
Yeah. It's the same on either side. The yeah. games are just far away. <laughs> here's the here's the thing. My my some some I was gonna call it a summization, but I think I've just made that word. Just summize, up. summize away. <laughs> In summary, for me, um, we now live in an age where they have nailed the formula for a successful showcase. Yes. Which is minimal face time. Minimal face time. Nobody needs to see it. And the, the Jim Ryan came on for all of a minute. Herman Hulse came on for all of a minute. Other than that, it was games, 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 games. And that's yep. exactly... We've nailed that formula now. And it just continues to get... It continues to be exactly what I want it to be. Uh, there were some games in there that I couldn't give a fuck about. The little Polynesian girl with a weird eye that gets inside things. I don't know why that was there. It didn't seem to fit for me. Uh, for Sporken, it, was, it wasn't for us. It wasn't. It wasn't for us. It wasn't for us. For Sporken looks interesting. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic, huge, been rumored for a while. Nice to see that a boon on PlayStation's part for getting the exclusivity. Yeah. Um, but you have nailed it. When we are, there is toxicity in this industry, in the fan base, there is such toxicity that despite it was a great presentation you then have people come forward as you say oh xbox is dog shit because like what have they got what have they got like we're living in a time now where we now have playstation and we know we have got god of war we know we've got wolverine we know we've got knights of the old republic for a year we know we've got uh fucking spider-man 2 we've got these absolute bangers coming for playstation <laughs> but I also know I've got Halo Infinite and every fucking Bethesda game <laughs> coming that's going to be exclusive Starfield the next Doom the next Wolfenstein all of these are they are at this point they could be days hours weeks or months away from announce it's a great time to be a gamer it really is that showcase just reminded me it is a great fucking time to be a gamer yeah the choice we have and the content that is going yeah. to be available yeah I mean, it, it's it's agonising that it's not available now, considering we have the hardware. Yeah, what... Th this is the thing. This is the, the, the fucking E3 sickness I get every year, where I go into E3, or Summer Game Fest, whatever you want to call it now, I go into that with such fucking excitement and childish wonderment of what I'm about to witness. <laughs> and I, it blows me dick off the whole time. And then it ends, and I'm like the realisation hits that I don't get to play any of those games for another for at least <laughs> six month, year, two year, three year, and I'm there again. I'm there again. What What's coming out? What, in that thing, Deathloop's coming out next week. Yeah. And we've got a uh, another Battle Royale coming out sometime in 2021. Yeah. I think it was a, a slick presentation. I think they pulled out the guns that they needed to pull out. I'm surprised they didn't do more Horizon. Yeah, I thought so. That surprises us. And also, the one game that everybody's asking for, that we didn't see, again, again, is The Last of Us 2 multiplayer. <laughs> Where is my Last of Us 2 Fucking multiplayer. It's not happening. Let it go, man. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Motherfuckers. You know what? We'll see a remaster before. 
That about sums up the episode where we boil the piss clean off the PlayStation Showcase from the 9th of September. Boys and girls, if you've enjoyed what's happened day to day, jump on over to Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Leave us one of them glowing five-star reviews. Tell a friend, tell a family member, tell your dog, tell your cat. Who knows? Who knows? We are available on the social networks, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Search for The Franchise, Franchise Buys Games, or Nice Guy Johnny on any of those platforms, and you will find us there. Um, I think I'm, I'm nearly ready to return to streaming, if I'm honest, you know, Johnny. I think I'm nearly ready to make the comeback. Now that pretty much first, folks. every fucking every top tier star has been signed by YouTube, <laughs> now's the time to make me play. <laughs> Saviour, Lord and Saviour of Twitch. I'll become the saviour of Twitch just before the ship sinks. <laughs> then... I'm the captain to take this ship down. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, have you got anything else you need to plug here, nice guy, Johnny? No. I think no? you've summed that up very nicely. Well, until next time. Laters. Say bye, Johnny. Matinee. Hey! <laughs> <laughs>